What's up, everybody, and happy Cinco de Mayo. Welcome to episode 136 of the Rocket Punch Cast. I'm one of your hosts, as always, Cameron. I am joined by my usual amigo in crime, Mr. Will. What's going on, sir? Uh, celebrating Cinco de Mayo by drinking we, Corona and working we are. on Rocket Punch. In General Palace, don't act like we didn't see you, man. Thank you. Thank yes, you thank much. you for the sub, General Palace. Always appreciated there. Um... Yeah, no, we, we, we're, we're celebrating in our own fashion here. We went out and got uh, two six-packs of Corona. We've already yeah. blown through one of them. Oh, easily. Yeah, quite easily throughout the day. So some of, the, some of our content from this past day may be a little like, uh, but hey, it's, it's what you, you should expect. Nothing less from the Rocket Punch crew here. Um, I mean, if you guys really want a surprise, you should go back and listen to the BlizzCon drunkening episode where there was a three drink minimum before oh, we hit record. Oh man, that, that, uh, that episode lives on in infamy. Infamy, I tell yeah. you. Yeah, let, let me go ahead and tell you right now, I think it's better than our episode 69. I'm not going to disagree with you on that one, I, I would probably say the same thing too. <laughs> um, what have you, um, what, what's going on, man? Oh man, uh, lots of stuff. Like you upgraded your internet, um, your, your, not router. your router. Let's see, I bought a new desk, so I got you one did. of the standing desks. So I've got to build that. Um, bought okay. it online for literally a quarter what it sells retail, Damn, because uh, people move in, selling shit used to get it get it going. I mean, I mean, you got to get them deals on the internet. Um, well, you know, a military family and they got transferred to the Carolinas and they got to get it gone. So I was like, I'll buy it. <laughs> I'll buy that for a dollar. Um, it was 120 instead of, you know, 460. Yeah. Very true. Very true. So, no, it, it, it's, we, we took a week off last week. I know some people, <coughs> cash family, uh, or cash money, <coughs> were, um, a little upset that we weren't here last week. Look. We were here, but we weren't on Twitch because we didn't want to stream spoilers, and that's what we were talking about. Yeah, so. That's true. True. We were talking. We were doing spoiler cast last week, so definitely check that out. Um, it's on the uh, Southern Geek podcast feed and on our website, so you definitely want to check that out. Um, but let's get into that because we've got. I, I I feel like I say this every week, but it I mean it this week. We have a jam packed episode this week, so. Let's get into the swing of things, guys. If you did not know, this is the Rocket Punch Cast, where groups of friends come from all around to talk about to this table to talk about video games into microphones here. Uh, you can listen to us every Tuesday on your podcast service of choice. You can also listen to us live as we record the show every Sunday at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time over on twitch.tv slash rocketpunchlive, which if you're watching us as we record this, hello everybody. Thanks for coming by. Um, yep. If you want to know more about Rocket Punch and what we do and all the content that we make, make sure you head over to RocketPunchGo.com. That is going to be your one-stop shop for all the po videos, podcasts, streams, and more. Everything that we do at Rocket Punch is going to be right there at your fingertips, so don't miss a beat over there. If you want to help support the show, there are many ways you can do that. You can follow us here on Twitch.tv slash RocketPunchLive, um, and that costs you nothing. That's totally free. Um, if you want to throw your free Twitch Prime sub over to us on Twitch, we also appreciate that as well. Um, don't worry. Pla again, plans are in place for more emotes. They're coming. We're working with people. The emotes are coming. Uh, we're, we're, it's just a waiting period. We're going to wait on those so we can get those done for you guys. Um, or if you want to help to support the show and get awesome, cool stuff in the process, make sure you head over to patreon.com slash rocket punch. You can help support the show and get awesome, cool swag awesome stuff in the process there 
just like our producers did. Um, if you don't know, um, if you support us at our highest tier, which is our diamond tier, you can become a Patreon producer for all the content that we create. Um, we'd always give a shout out to everybody doing that for us here. So our producers for this show and future shows, uh, Chuck O'Brien, Jossie Moore, Sam Sugg, Jeremy Moses, Tyler Hughes, Steven Sanders, and Kim Sadar. Thank you guys so much for your continued support. Um, we really, really appreciate it. Um, other than that, guys, you can um, also, um, if you're listening via audio, you want to help out the show as well, you can do an easy thing for us there. Uh, take a few minutes of your time to rate and review us on your podcast service of choice. Uh, that helps our discoverability so we can get into more ears to have people listen to us. It also gives us the feedback we desperately want so that way we can keep creating better and more polished content for you guys out there listening and watching. Um, if you want to help um, join the cause, the Rocket Punch cause, join our community, make sure you head over to our Discord link. Um, join our Discord community. You can hang out with us, talk to us when we're not on the mic um, or streaming or anything like that. You can catch us anytime on Discord. Um, for people stream, people watching us via stream, we've put in the Discord link in chat. For everybody else um, who's listening via audio, you can find <laughs> it in the show notes there. Of course, it's cash money. I, I, knew, I knew it was here. It was only a matter of time. Only a matter of time. As as Will deals with cash money in uh, Twitch chat here for us, um, upcoming events and announcements, guys. <laughs> All that gif, perfect. Um, our game of the month. Since it is May, it is a new month here. Um, our game of the month here. It's kind of been. We talked about it. It's a quiet month. Uh, the, uh, is it though for new re like big new releases? I mean, we got Rage, which is our game of the month here. Uh, Rage Two is our game of the month. Um, we're going to be talking about that. Um, it's going to be our highlighted game as we go through the month here. Um, and whenever it does get released, well, I know one of us will get a chance to try it out. I'm definitely curious about it. Will's probably in wait-and-see mode. Um, I, I am in wait-and-see mode. Um, General Palace, I will tell you now um, that I don't know what kind of uh, desktop they're putting on that. That's the only thing. Okay. Sorry, he... Uh... Oh, I'm talking to the people. That's what we do here. Um, <laughs> yeah, our movie of the month um, as well, guys, is going to be Detective Pikachu. Um, it was a tough battle between this and another movie, uh, John Wick, but we think that for the geek in gaming culture, I think Pokemon was a little bit more relevant. So um, we're uh, it's coming up, actually, the next episode, I'm sure, of Southern Geek will be talking about it because it, it comes out this week. Is that, I think, the 10th? Yeah. It comes out this week. So, so now i got to find a... Uh... Something to uh, go watch. Oh, wait, no, I'm going to go watch Endgame again and laugh at... Uh, yeah, no, I'm not. I was going to say, just watch Endgame again. Yeah. It's, it's, there's nothing wrong with watching Endgame again. Um, there. You so, know what? Actually, yes. Uh, let's go ahead and address this real quick. Cash Money, you are 100% correct on Revenge of the Fifth. Prayers do go out to Peter Mayhew. Yes. Yes. Um, uh, definitely. 100%. 100%. Um, and for people who don't know, uh, Peter Mayhew, who has been Chewbacca in the Star Wars series, did pass away this past week. So um, we definitely give our prayers out to his family and friends there. Um, we go a lot more in depth in our episode of Southern Geek this week as well. So uh, make sure you listen to that this upcoming Wednesday, episode 7. Um, but yeah, those are our games and movies of the month, guys. Um, events that are coming up. Um, this is the big one. Let me go ahead and paste this. Oh, yeah. What's coming up? To chat here, if I'm getting this right here. 
What? Uh, I don't know. That's not a big deal. It is a very big deal. Nah. Um, guys, we have finally revealed one of our big events that we like to do each and every year. Or at least going to start doing each and every year. Um, we, If you are living in the North Alabama area, um, one big event that we are having, June 9th, um, we are actually going to have an E3 2019 watch party. Um, we're going to be specifically watching the Xbox conference, um, but we're also going to be hanging out before and after the conference, goofing off, talking games, talking about the new announcements during E3, and a whole lot more. Um, down at Straight to Ale Brewing Company here, um, we've rented out the Cafe Benelux there. It's extremely nice. He hasn't seen it yet. I got a chance to take a look at it. It's a really huge, nice venue. Got plenty of tables and chairs. It's got a bar in the back. And we'll have servers that'll be able to um, get people food orders and drink. So definitely, definitely, definitely. Um, we're going to be working to make this one of our biggest events of the year so far. So definitely spread the word. If you are living in North Alabama, um, in Tennessee, Mississippi, Georgia, wherever, and you're coming down June 9th from 2 to 8 p.m., definitely come and check out our E3 2019 watch party there. For people watching Twitch, we've got the um, Facebook in Facebook link in chat um, for audio listeners you can find it on um, our show notes as you normally can um, but pretty excited about that no uh yes we are um no general palace we didn't get the speakeasy we actually got something a bit bigger yes um it's actually it's a new cafe that opened right across like right next to the speakeasy uh, for, for context for people that um are interested it is 2500 square feet it's one big long rectangle. It's got a bar in the back, and it's got the, a projector and a screen in the front with tables and chairs for everyone to sit down, relax, have a great time. That man, I knew there was something about that cash only guy that I liked. Oh, it's okay, General Palace. I haven't seen it either, but uh, we threw some coin down on it, so everyone's welcome to come. We will have servers and bartenders and all that jazz. Um, the only trick is... You're responsible for your own booze and food. Yes, 100%. Because um, even speaking on this event, we do want to make it very well known that this E3 watch party, we're trying to work and make this as one of our big events for the year, almost on the scale of um, Extra Life. Yeah, I would say that's... And, uh, um, that's about appropriate, right? Yeah, that's definitely appropriate. And um, The cool thing um, is, though, the only reason we can do this is our patrons. Mm -hmm. So, so every, even if you're... If you are a patron of ours, please know 100% that this event, what we're organizing, is all because of you guys and your continued support. And that's one of the things we do. If you are supporting us on Patreon there, we we do our very best to try and get events and cool, exclusive content and stuff to you guys as best as we can. And uh, this event would not be possible without uh, Patreon support. So thank yep. you guys so much supporting us on Patreon for making this event happen. Agreed. Um, other than that big event here, for the month of May, we've got oh. our um, local meetups ready to rock and roll for May. Um, May 14th, we're up from 6 to 9 p.m. We're going back to uh, Sugar Bell here in North Alabama to do some board game night with Weird Giraffe Games. Uh, we had a great time last time. Mm -hmm. Played a bunch of new games there. We're going to go back again and play some more games there. So, again, May 14th, 6 p.m. Don't miss out on that. Um, yeah. And then um, on May 20th, uh, go play Grand Theft Auto 4 and grab Nico real quick because we're going bowling, cousin. Um, we're going to be bowling here at uh, one of the local bowling alleys, May the 20th. Um, I think probably later in the evening because there's actually a special. 
um, where it's kind of unlimited bowling and you get your shoes and stuff on that Monday. But um, yeah, May it's 20- like twelve something. It's twelve dollars, yeah, twelve something yeah. like that. But it's very inexpensive. Um, it May twentieth, probably around eight p.m. We'll go bowling, have a great time over there. So definitely don't miss out on that either. There, um, don't worry, we'll have Facebook um, events posted for that. Um, soon. Another thing I'm working on, uh, and I will make this happen some point, guys. Working on a subscribable, subscribable Google Calendar that we'll have on our website, so you can then sign up and see everything we're planning. Yes, make it a lot easier for you guys to know what's going on in the Rocket Punch community and what cool stuff we've got going on. So stay tuned for that. <laughs> Podcast brought to you by beer. Hey, drink more. We'll sound better. <laughs> Uh, Cash family, I just finished my beer. So this is what number three or four? Yeah, it's three. It's three. Yeah. three. I'm not cracking it. I got. Um, I now have non-sponsored coffee beverage <laughs> because uh, well, oh, there you go. He he needs that energy. He's got a long drive ahead of him tonight, guys. Yeah, you know, I don't I don't live in the area. I just drive to the area. Um, content that's coming up, guys, for you. Um, podcasts, of course. You've got Southern Geek episode seven. It's going to be this week. Uh, we do talk about Peter Mayhew and his impact on Star Wars. We talk about Avengers Endgame and the huge impact it's having on the box office. <laughs> um, we talk about the latest um, the latest manga anime creation from um, Kishimoto-san, the creator of Naruto. So yep. um, that and a whole lot more we talk about this week. So don't miss that episode. And then we another thing we do is we hit a bunch of news, uh, not uh, excluding uh, NVIDIA chips, AMD leaks, all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, you know, fun um, times. For Patreon subscribers, um, <laughs> giving you guys the update as well, um, because of our schedule, we completely missed a lot of your bonus episodes from April, but don't worry. Uh, we've actually um, committed ourselves. We're going to be doubling up this month, so you are going to get your April bonus episodes this month, as well as your May bonus episodes. Um, we've got a couple other small exclusive stuff coming your way as well, and... Um, as long as every now that I'm getting my Mondays back, I'll actually be off tomorrow. Uh, we are going to be getting those uh, loot boxes shipped out from everybody who did not pick them up beforehand as well. So stay tuned. We're going to be giving you guys a whole lot more updates on Patreon. So do not miss a beat over there. Um, other than that, our Twitch schedule. What are we going to be streaming this week? Um, well, Wednesday, um, I'm going to be leading the stream t- um, on Wednesday. We're going to be playing some Overwatch. Um, jumping into that. Haven't really played that in a long time. Uh, well, and I really like Overwatch, especially with the League, and I think the stage playoffs are coming up. Um, wow. So definitely stay tuned this upcoming Wednesday for some Overwatch League play. Um, womp womp. You're riding solo. Oh, boo. Okay, that's fine. I, 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 can, I can handle Overwatch stream. Um, Thursday, what are we... You're leading the stream Thursday. Yeah. What do we got going on? Uh, we're going back to Borderlands 2. Um, anyone in the group is welcome to join in. We're playing on PC. It's been a long time. I'm going to make a new tune, and we're just going to go and just explore and destroy. Explosions. Gajillions of explosions. That's going to be super awesome. I'm going to have to make sure I can participate in that, because we're going to talk about Borderlands. Don't worry. We'll talk about that in just a little bit, guys. Um, But uh, that's our streaming schedule that we've got laid up for you guys this upcoming week. Um, Stay tuned. Um, Also, as far as updates and events as well, um, we've talked about it before. But we've actually got a lot of, um, we've got a couple of irons and coals in the fire. Um, Some cool content coming your way, especially on the YouTube VOD front. So again, if you have not subscribed to our YouTube channel, you might want to start doing that sooner than later. 
Um, we've got a, a couple of plans. Hopefully, in the next few weeks, you guys will see the fruits of our labor. Um, if you're a Patreon member, you'll get to see it sooner, much sooner uh, than later there. Yeah, sorry guys. We're having to bust out some polish and, you know, get the cobwebs knocked off of YouTube because it's been a little while. Yes, it has been a little while since we've done some really nice YouTube content. So, um, get hyped for that as well. Ooh. Um, am I missing anything else? I think we're good to go on the upcoming events and announcements. Um, so let's get into Table Talk. Guys, um, if you did not know, Table Talk's where we kind of sit down with our latest gaming impressions, as well as talk about any of the latest breaking news that's happened over the past week. Um, in this case, two weeks since we did miss last week, so we're going to talk about some news there. Um, I, what you I got wanna, for I want to hit this first. No, please go ahead. I'm going to drink my Corona while he talks for a little bit. All right, guys. So, Saturday was free comic book day, and we went over this on uh, Southern Geek, and so you can see more about that over there, um, but there's something else I wanted to talk about, because we're a big fan of supporting local creators. Um, so, all I gotta say is, there's actually a local comic book studio here in North Alabama. They're actually in the Gurley area, so out near me. Uh, not near camp. Mm. But um, they're called Dance Panda Comics. You should look them up. They've actually got some pretty cool stuff going on. Uh, trying to get the lighting right because, you know, overhead. Well, it's not and, bright this time. Yeah. So. And then, of course, they've got a new one on Kickstarter that they're starting called Perched. And I actually got one of the pre-production issues autographed and everything. Actually, everything I, got, I bought from them was autographed, which is cool. But uh, North Alabama's own Rockin' Robbie Billups from the uh, Pop Culture Philosophers yep. does some editing for these guys. So it's pretty cool. You should definitely check them out. Um, I'm not sponsored in any way. I just believe that we should support local creators. Hashtag not spawn. But yeah, no, um, check it out. Uh, it's called Dance Panda Comics. Cool. That's my big thing, just because, hey, uh, you know. Type it in chat for everybody. Without cool people like you guys supporting, you know, things may never happen. Sure. So, with that being said, what have we been playing? Um, we never, since we weren't here last week, we never actually got a chance to talk about it, which is probably for the best for me anyway, because I got a lot more time with the game. Um, had multiple streams this week. The big game we wanted to definitely give our impressions on, Days Gone. You've played it more than I have. I'm going to go ahead and okay. say that now. Okay. Um, just because, you know, work... Uh, unfortunately, my work schedule is not as uh, normalized as Cameron is. I'm all over the place. But, but um, as I update some of these notes here, we'll get us started on this conversation. What has been your impression of Days Gone so far? So I actually was not interested in this game at all, period, in the beginning. Uh, one of my coworkers actually was talking about it, and we were watching some video at work on a lunch break, and... Kind of got me interested to the point where I bought it on my lunch break and said, install on PS5, uh, on the PS4. Sorry, reading notes and, you know, getting distracted here. But, yeah, no, it's uh, actually really interesting. I wasn't sold on this game until I saw more of it. I like the fact that stealth is almost a requirement. I like the motorcycle mechanics. Yeah. Um, I like how things wear down and you're required to either fix them or replace them. That is cool. That kind of survival mechanic there, yes. Yeah, like the idea that a baseball bat with nails in it can wear down and nails can break off and you've got to repair the bat or replace it. Yes, I'm 100% all about this. I didn't think I was going to be as in on this as I am. 
So it's pretty cool, man. I'm I'm really liking it. I like how scarce yet not scarce the fuel is. It makes you go into more zombie populated or freaker populated areas. You have to look for the tow trucks. Yeah. That'll have the canisters on there. Tow trucks or things near generators and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So that is pretty cool. Beyond that, honestly, the weapons are kind of meh. Um, I really like melee in this game. I really like sneaking up and being a ninja assassin on Freakers. So, yeah. <laughs> um, um, I, I give it a boot knife to the head. <laughs> three boot knives to the head. Um, I know. I... All clearly, like, going into this, this was our game of the month in April. I was pretty high on the game. Like, I played it at uh, PAX South. I was like, ooh, this is going to be interesting. Will, you, like you said, you were like, I'm not, this isn't on my radar at all. Well, to be fair, I hadn't seen much about it. And I was like, eh, whatever. Oh, yeah. No, it didn't matter. Um, but it, what's, what's nice is that, at least my impression so far, I've streamed it a couple of times. It's a really nice game. I'm actually having, especially with some of the, like, the, it has kind of had a mixed reception out online um, from some of the reviews that have come out. Um, I've been playing it. I've had a pretty fun time with it so far. Um, there are some weird... There are a couple of glitches that I've seen, but they've been patching the game pretty consistently to kind of patch those out, so it hasn't been as bad lately. Um, and as, as we talked about, I know in our last stream that we did this past weekend, um, there are a few design choices that I wish they wouldn't have made. Okay, how's um, that? One easy design choice... I felt kind of strongly about during the stream. So when you upgrade your tank for your bike, your fuel tank, you don't get fuel added into it. So what I did by mistake, not even thinking about it, I, I paid to fill my tank up. Then I bought a fuel tank upgrade. And because I bought the tank upgrade after the fact, it didn't actually fill my tank. So I ended up with like 74% tank leaving out of the um, Copeland's camp. And that was like... so, But that's on you, man. You're the one who made to buy the fuel and then be like, you know what, let me change fuel tanks. And, and I agree with that too, but I also think that from a game design decision, if I, even like from a car, like if you, if I bought a new tank for my motorcycle, I would have expected like, look, it costs you nothing to fill my tank up. It was an extra 25%, people. Come on. And it, that kind of bugged me a little bit. Um, <laughs> Sorry, the perfect gift. It was the, Salt Guy versus Mammothanus' head. The, um, <laughs> what were a couple of other design things? Um, when you find the random, like, question marks out in the wilderness, I feel like those, those don't stay on the screen that long. And when you do, and it turns out to be like you have to track somebody, the tracking mechanic, I feel, is kind of wasted. Um, like, you, when you track... It only shows footprints to a certain point, and it's very short. Yeah. And then the footprints are gone, and you're kind of just, like, stumbling around in the dark until you maybe run into the next clue to get you back on pace. Right. Um, to, um, on the trail of whatever you're trying to do. And I, I thought uh, there are a couple of things like that that kind of bugged me a little bit. But um, overall, the game is fun. I've been having a good time. I've uh, I talked about this on stream. I think it does a really great job of getting that point where... For an open world game, you can drive out. Like, you know, you drive out, but the map's so big, you start getting to a point where you want to do fast travel. And this game has not made me want to fast travel. I would rather be like, oh, let me get on the road on my bike and start exploring and so, going through. So it's giving you that feeling um, that Elder Scrolls V gives me. Yeah. 
where I want to get on the horse and go. Yeah. And it's not as strong as... I, I would say the feeling in this game is not as strong as, say, like The Witcher 3 or something of that caliber. But okay. I, I do appreciate that fact. It's really cool as well, kind of part of that survival mechanic where you have to... Um, if you want to fast travel, you have to make sure there's gas in your vehicle. Yeah. Because if you don't, it will consume the gas on the fast travel. And if you don't have enough gas, guess what? You are SOL. You have to go out to the woods and go find... Like, if, you're, if your vehicle breaks down, your bike does, you have, you're forced to go out into the wilderness and find and scavenge for um, materials. Which is really, really cool, I think. Nice, cool little survival tip there in the game. But... Um, I don't know. I, it's I've, I've had a, I've had a really good time with the game. Um, for all for everybody there, um, my review is going to go up on the game this upcoming Friday. Um, I've already started writing some of it. Want to get the rest of it written, and again, since I now have my Mondays off, I can actually do that in peace. Whoa, 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 whoa. calm down. You know, won't be in peace. You've got two dogs running a month. I know, but like like they'll, they'll I can deal with them chirping in the background because it's just a written article. Um, but <laughs> I'm. I so far I've enjoyed the game. I've played probably, I would probably say eight to ten hours of the game so far. I'm about four in. The, now I will say one thing: the story really. How's the story been for you? Because it hasn't really gripped me. The story is kind of bland. Yeah, I, I, I'm not going <laughs> to disagree with you on that one. Like, there's really nothing. Like, I think I got to a point where there was this kind of reveal thing that happened. In the story with. Um, Deacon's wife, and I was kind of like, oh. Okay. I mean, you know, there there's dialogue that happens between Deacon and the other guy where it tells me, like, you know, something bad happened to his wife on that helicopter and they died, so. Yeah. It, 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 I mean, and that's literally in the when you're going through the tunnel the first time if you're paying attention. So, I don't know how that's big story, you know, spoiler thing, but, you know, whatever. Um, no, it, that's just... I, I don't know. I, I felt there wasn't, like, the gravity when that was delivered. There wasn't, like, the gravitas that I would have expected from, like, maybe a game like The Last of Us and or something like that that really... I, and I know... This is from Sony Ben Studio. This is not from Santa Monica Studio or mm. any others. I mean, look, man, they're doing really good, all right? I know. they, they, they for, for Sony Ben and that team, I'm, I'm having fun with the game so far, but um, I'm going to finish... I'm going to play a little bit more, do some capture... Maybe get a video review as well this week. We'll see. Um, but stay tuned for that, guys. That'll be coming up this week. Yeah, what other games did they work on? Uncharted Golden Abyss, Siphon Filter, yep. Siphon Filter, Siphon Filter. And oh, hang on. Hang on. Yeah, so 2011... That's all they've done. I mean, those are the yeah. biggest titles that they've really done. So other than helping so. other studios with everything, like their big claim to fame is Siphon Filter and Uncharted Golden Abyss. So, PS1 and PS2 games, and then PS Vita games. Because they did the uh, the Resistance PSP game. So they've been oh, on, okay. They've been on portable for a while. So, think about it. They went from portable back to home console. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know. I'm going to give them a little break, but the story is hella bland. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to keep exploring Oregon and the Pacific Northwest looking for parts and killing zombies. Can we just do that? So uh, the way that it kind of sucks that in order to kill the nests for the zombies, the freakers, yeah. um, you don't, um, you have to have Molotovs. Really? You have to have Molotovs. You cannot use, I tried using a pipe bomb, nothing. 
You just piss them off when they come out? Oh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Basically what happened. And you have to use Molotovs to burn them, and I think that's kind of silly. Um, but hmm. other, uh, other than that, I'm having fun. Again, full review. I mean, you got any more input on the game? Any other thoughts? The bike mechanics are cool. I love the the mechanics of turning a bass back online and having the... Uh, the speakers and everything wired up, and you got to go cut the speakers up before you actually crank a generator. Yes, That's if you cool. don't, that you will get your you will screw yourself hard. You got to look out for those speakers; those are very important. Or you can turn it on with the speakers, and then go hide in the bushes and wait for them to come by and just stab them in the throat. But you know, whatever. I mean, if you if you want to be cool like that, I mean, cool. You know. I'm using cool in air quotes for you guys there. Um, look, it's more experience, which means you level faster. Does does leveling leveling really matter? Like I actually went, I leveled like three or four times before I actually even started putting skill points in my tree. Yeah, I, it was just like oh, so. I'm still so there. it's not like Assassin's Creed Odyssey where it really matters. No, no, no. I mean, you get some cool little perks and stuff, but I really haven't found like the leveling system was something that oh man, I this is fun. I I'm really excited about this. I can't wait to get my next point. Um, there. <laughs> Cash family. I like how the engine is modeled as a shaft drive bike and then they just tacked on a sprocket for a chain drive. <laughs> that is kind of funny. Um, I can tell you this, this, the way these bikes drive, they do not look, respond, or act anything like the Harley Davidsons I grew up around. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, no, no. They, yeah. They're realistic enough. Ah, realistic is a strong word. Let's go ahead and stick with arcade. They're arcade bikes. Ah, man, see, that that's, makes it sound so bad. I don't think they're arcade bikes, but... But, no, they are. I guess so. I guess, you know, hey, it is, it is what it is. I, I love Cash Family, and all the rifles are AK-47s and SKSs. Yeah, yes. especially... You know what, Cash Family, I, I gotta give you that one. Uh, especially when you consider that they are 15 is the dominant rifle platform in the United States. That's kind of weird. But sure. Whatever you want. But um, again, those are our impressions on the Days Gone. We'll have a um, review for you guys as soon as we get it wrapped up and finished for you. So stay tuned for that there. Other than that, uh, no required reading this week. So let's jump into the news, guys. Um, complete forewarning. We've got a lot of news items on the list, mainly because this is two weeks worth of news. So we've got 10 items on the list. A bunch of these are from news last week, so this may be a little bit old. You may have known about this, but you haven't heard us talk about it yet. So, um, let's get started here. News number one. This isn't news. Don't know why they show it as news. A surprise, no PS5 before 2020. Um, this coming from Eurogamer.net. Um, who uh, Tom Phillips over there writing the story. Uh, PlayStation 5 won't launch before April 2020, Sony says. Um, Sony may have begun talking openly about PS5, but it's still a long ways from going on sale. Um, today, when this released, uh, Sony said it would not release PS5 for at least another 12 months, pushing its arrival to May 2020 at the absolute earliest. Sony made the statement as part of its impressive end of financial year results. 2018 was Sony's most profitable year ever across both the whole company and its dedicated gaming division. Sony shipped another 17.8 million PlayStation 4 consoles over the past 12 months, down slightly from the 19 million it shifted the year before. Regardless, PS4 now stands at 96.8 million consoles shipped over its entire lifespan. 
meaning it will hit the magic 100 million milestone next year. You know, that's actually a good thing that it won't come out until next year because that gives AMD enough time to catch up on production for the new Ryzen series and the new Navi series. So that way they can get everything nailed down. So yes, that's actually probably a very good idea. Just hold off. My question is, who thought that this was coming out before 2020? Like, really? People, uh, you know, I don't know. <laughs> Cash payment total amortization has really helped the profit. Yeah, I mean, it's great to see that Sony has become profitable. I think more so in their non-gaming division. Um, because I know that's been struggling a lot in the last, past couple of years. Hey, Stig, welcome. And, uh, yes, Cash Family, you're correct. There is no table dance bet on PS5s. <laughs> no, there is not. No, there nope, is not. That's, CD Projekt Red. That is no, no, that's not on CD Projekt Red. It's on Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah, there you go. Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk. It's not coming out this year. I don't know why you think that it is. It's not. Um, but uh, story number two. Persona 5S is not what you think. Uh, this story, unfortunately, coming from Kotaku.com, uh, Mike Fahey reporting on this last week. Um, following yesterday's detailing of a cool expanded edition of Persona 5 coming to the PlayStation 4, today Atlas reveals Persona 5 Scramble, the Phantom Strikers, a Musou action RPG by Dynasty Warriors developer Omega Force coming to the N Nintendo Switch and PS4. Welp. Fans of Omega Force games like Dynasty Warriors, Hyrule Warriors, and Fire Emblem Warriors should be jazzed at the idea of a game where Persona 5 characters battle endless hordes of enemies using a spectacular special moves. Nintendo fans hoping that the code name Persona 5S used on Atlas teaser website for the game was code for a Switch port of Persona 5, not so much. At least we got Joker in Smash Brothers, right? Yeah, I am... Uh, As I plug my laptop in, we'll give us an update. What do you think? I am absolutely disappointed in this. 100%. This is no bueno. Yeah, I don't care what anybody says. Um, I really wanted that game on Switch. And it's not coming to Switch. That so. hurt. I watched the video. I'm like, no! It's a Muso. We both oh wanted this God. on Switch. They would have gotten the money for the game again from both of us. Because yes. we both own it. Yes, I would have whatever whatever it whatever it takes. I would, <laughs> I would have put it on the table. Whatever it takes. I would literally hand them the Amex and say, "I need this game." It it, it, it super super sucks, man. Um, um, what sticker are you talking about, Cash? Are you talking the Trash Panda sticker or the Rocket Punch sticker? Um, as we find out what sticker Cash Family's talking about in chat, um, kind of an addendum to that as well. Um, Persona 5R is exactly what you think. News item number three here. This one coming from GameSpot. Uh, Michael Higgum over there. Um, Persona 5 Royal brings new story content, PS4 exclusive RPG set for 2019 in Japan, 2020 worldwide. Um, at the end of the first night for the live concert special Persona Super Live 2019, a full trailer for the updated version of Persona 5 called Persona 5 Royal was shown. There was a ton of new content revealed, including the new party member of, for the Phantom Thieves, additional areas for social activities, new attack animations, an extra confidant, and a whole bunch more. As for release date, Persona 5 Royal is set to launch in Japan on October 31st, 2019, and worldwide sometime in 2020 exclusively for PlayStation 4. 
Uh, you can watch a detailed breakdown and analysis of the trailer and additional screens in the video below. Um, definitely encourage everybody to check that link out as well. There's a lot of details on this. You know what I find really weird about this, in all honesty, with that game, is why are we adding to a game that's already done and out and the story really isn't going to change? Mm-hmm. It just doesn't make sense to me. Hey, um, I have you watched the video? I mean, yeah, at all? but um, yeah. there's there seems to be a bunch of stuff changing. You've got the new confidant, the new um, person in the team. They actually have new areas and zones, so when, like places you can do mini games and stuff. They added some more there. Yeah. Um, okay, so we take a hundred hour game and we stretch it to a hundred and five hours. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, mean, I don't know if it's going to be 105 hours, but... I, I'm just throwing a number out there. I mean, let's be real, though. In all honesty, eh, um, I'm not really too stoked about that. I'm just going to go finish the copy I have instead of waiting till 2020 to start over. Yeah, I mean, are you... Are, do you I'm not buying Royal. You're not buying Royal. At all, period. No, I already have Persona 5. If you want to port it to the Switch, I'll buy that. But Maybe that's a trick like Persona I, 5 Royal also coming to the Switch. Oh, man. No, they said exclusively. Yeah, and, I know, I know. and then B, oh, I'm so sorry. But, um, yeah, let's, let's be real here just for a minute. The game's been out for a while. It has been. You beat it, right? You remember the ending? <laughs> No, you haven't. I've beaten Persona 5. It's awesome. It took a hundred, like right at a hundred hours of my life to beat it. Yeah, beat it. I'm at about 45 hours in. Was, so. oh, oh, strapped in with, oh, you're not even halfway. It's okay. I can't stream where I'm at now and forward because if not, Atlas will just drop the ban hammer on our Twitch channel. Oh, that's true. Oh my God. Is that still active? Yeah. Oh my God. The statutes should of that should be over by now, but whatever. That's, 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 that's yeah, stupid. no, I'm not buying that game again. Why don't you make Persona 6? So stupid. Um, Number four on the news here. No Titanfall for a while because of Apex Legends. Uh, this is coming directly from the Apex Legends blog. I'm going to read a little bit of this here. Um, da -da -da. Um, I'll read a little bit of this here. We'll talk about what we think about it. Um, to say that the launch of Apex Legends exceeded our expectations would be an understatement. 50 million players in the first month and more since is staggering for any game, let alone a new IP from a relatively small team who were taking their first swing at a free-to-play game. Rapid growth is the wonderful thing to achieve and we're thrilled with the response we've received since launch. However, that growth comes with some clear challenges and we've hit a few bumps along the way including missteps with our updates, not giving players enough visibility into future content, and not properly setting expectations on how we plan to support Apex Legends. We are 100% committed to the long-term growth of Apex Legends and supporting the millions playing every day. So today we want to reset our commitment to you and give you some insight into what we are as, as a development team and into where we are as a development team and how we're approaching live service for Apex Legends. Uh, let me get some of the juicy parts here. Um, getting a huge player base in a very short, short period means exploits, bugs, cheaters, and more come fast and frequently. We've had to react and direct resources to play whack-a-mole with lots of unexpected issues. Since, since launch, we've shipped a number of server and client patches that have addressed a range of issues. Um, they talk about some of the um, updates and other critical things they're talking about. Um, 
over the next few weeks, we'll talk more about the work that's being done in these areas and provide updates about when we'll be addressing them in future patches. Um, we know that in addition, in addition to addressing issues with the game, everyone is hungry for us to add new content. The studio culture is that we've worked hard to cultivate in the health. The studio culture that we've worked hard to cultivate and the health of our team are very important. We take those things into account when we discuss our content roadmap, the production schedule, and the frequency in which we can update the game. Our long-term goal is to ensure Apex Legends always feels alive and thriving with a focus on quality of content over novelty or speed of release. At the same time, we want to maintain our culture as a development team and avoid crunch that can quickly quickly lead to burnout or worse. Um, uh, they talk about, they shared their roadmap, kind of slowing down there. Where's the big one I wanted to talk about? Um, lastly, regarding other games in development at Respawn, it is important to understand that there are entirely separate development teams working on Apex Legends and Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Additionally, in order to fully support Apex Legends, we are pushing out plans for future Titanfall games. No resources from the Apex Legends team are being shifted to other titles in development here at the studio, nor are we pulling resources from the team working on Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. We know we have a lot of work ahead of us, but we're up to the challenge and looking forward to building Apex Legends to its full potential together with our players. Will, what are your thoughts on this, man? I think this is great for the developers and horrible for Titanfall fans. Mm -hmm. That's where I'm at. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm uh, not a big fan of pushing Titanfall out for a free-to-play game, but that's just me. I would rather have a $60 AAA, you know, big-budget game than Apex Legends. It's fun for, like, the three times I've played it, but I've deleted it from everything. Uh, yeah. I moved on. You moved on. I, I've had fun with it, but their updates have been slow. Um, not to the frequency of... Um, it's competitor Fortnite and Epic Games, but huh. it is nice to see. What's funny is that this got announced the day after there was this huge expose on, um, I think, from Polygon or somewhere about Crunch over at um, Epic Games and how they were making people work 100-hour work weeks in order to support Fortnite. Yeah. Um, so kind of a little tongue-in-cheek thing there, but it was. Um, I do appreciate the fact that they are taking the health of the developers very seriously. And um, I honestly, it sucks that we're not going to see, we're going to see a Titanfall later rather than sooner. But if they can take the time on that and make it, give it the time to breathe. Don't put it up against your own freaking games like Call of Duty or um, Battlefield. Because that's what they did. With, they basically sent Titanfall 2 to die. They put it up against Battlefield and Call of Duty, yes. They um, literally launched it in, in the week in between the two of those coming out. It was stupid. It made no sense for that, but if they if they could more tactically make a plan of action for Titanfall, and they needed the time to do that, I'm willing to do that because Titanfall, especially Titanfall Two, was um, one of my favorite games of that year. Um, so I'm really really excited to see what they kind of take advantage of with that. There. Oh, speaking of Fortnite, uh, number five. There's a new mode in Fortnite. Um, this coming from um, Eric Kane over at Forbes.com. Um, Fortnite X Avengers in-game event is live with an awesome new mode. Here's how it works. I'm um, going to be reading here from this article as soon as I get rid of these ads here. Uh, last year around the time of Avengers Infinity Wars release, Epic Games and Marvel teamed up on a special Thanos-themed Fortnite mode. Players would try to find the Infinity Gauntlet, which would turn them into Thanos until they were killed. 
The gauntlet would grant them superpowers, making them tougher to kill, though hardly immune. For Avengers Endgame, Epic has taken things much, much further. Not only is there a new limited time endgame mode, there's also a bunch of new free challenges and rewards, and even a Black Widow skin in the item shop. Um, they also, complete side note, they also added um, a Star-Lord skin, and he does the um, the dance emote from the first Guardians of the Galaxy. The dance-off, bro? Oh, it's so good. It's so good. I love it. Um, I'm, I'm glad one of us <laughs> plays Fortnite, because I can't touch that game. So how does the new Avengers Endgame LTM work in Fortnite Battle Royale? It's actually pretty cool. Here's the blurb. Quote, drop in with your squad, search for the Avengers items, and take the fight to Thanos. Can you eliminate Thanos and his army before the last Infinity Stone is found, or will he complete the Infinity Gauntlet and pick up a Snap Royale? Um, so, it, I've gotten the gist of it. Basically, what's, So what you're telling me is he can win like that? Yeah. Nope. <laughs> no, uh, so this was pretty cool. So how this event works is that instead of like one versus 100, it's 50 on 50. You're either on the um, Avengers team or you're on Thanos' team. And if you're on Thanos' team, you're a Chitari foot soldier or you're Thanos. And uh, I would have preferred an Outrider, but okay. Basically what you do is that the six Infinity Stones are actually out in the map. And the Chitari, like your goal as a Chitari person, you're you're to grab the gem and stay alive so you can bring it and once you collect all six and Thanos gets them all it's a snap royale he wins and each gem gives you different abilities and power ups like you know I think one of them gives you like plus 100% vitality one gives you like plus 100% power stuff like that does um, the space stone give you movement speed I don't know I'd have to you'd have to look through the article yeah and find I'm not out. doing that um, but I would just say I was gonna say man this oh, here, I actually hear here's what each infinity stone does uh, the reality stone gives you health and shield are doubled soul stone siphon activated grants Thanos shields only mind stone is yellow jump height doubled space stone ground pound AOE size tripled damage six times okay time stone big knockout added to each hit damage three times. And then Power Stone laser damage is six times. Uh, they they, uh, they could have done so much more. But remember, it's you you get them and keep them, so he has all these abilities stack. Right. But um, on the on the Avenger side, if you're on the Avengers team, basically you can go around and start finding the um, like epic Avengers items. So you can get Thor's hammer. No, you get Stormbreaker. Stormbreaker, yeah. Um, Captain America's shield. Hawkeye's bow or Iron Man's gauntlets. Okay, and, and you can use those are kind of your edges and your ways to fight against that. Oh, um, pretty cool man. event. Um, I, it's it, very interesting how they kind of flesh that out. So that was pretty cool uh, for Hawkeye, all. Yeah, bow, okay. You're like oh, I'm like oh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know about that. I would have rather had the sword. But, you know, I guess teach their own. Cash Family says, can we talk about how Forbes has really gotten relevant in gaming reporting? Hey, when it's mainstream, of course they're going to dip their fingers in it. Um, <laughs> uh, he also says, get right, Cam, you tourist. <laughs> <laughs> um, news item number six here. Is there a cheap Switch model one coming? Uh, this one coming from GameStop. Eddie Makuch over there. Uh, Nintendo's cheaper Switch model is coming in June, report says. Uh, a new cheaper version of the Nintendo Switch will launch by the end of June, according to a source speaking to Bloomberg. This is at least the second time this year that we've heard reports about a less expensive Switch model, 
as the Wall Street Journal reported in March that Nintendo would release a pared-down, less expensive Switch system in 2019. Um, update. If the new Switch model is indeed launching in June, we apparently won't be seeing it at E3. As part of its earning report, Nintendo said it won't discuss new hardware at E3. Um, that report also mentioned a second new Switch model, one that has enhanced features that is targeted at avid gamers. However, the specs won't match PS4 Pro or Xbox One X, the report said. Of course not, it's a tablet. Yeah, come on. Bloomberg sources, meanwhile, suggest that the current Switch model will get a modest upgrade in 2019. However, it's unclear what the upgrade will entail. Whatever the case, Bloomberg, Bloomberg reported that the more powerful Switch system is not in the works. End quote. A um, lot more to that article. Definitely give it the click there. Um, what do you think? Do you think it's time for uh, new Switch models to come into play? And uh, Nintendo's been known to do this with their 3DS models. Do you think it's necessarily a good thing or something they need to do for the Switch? I, I mean, look, you got to have something that's affordable for kids. At the end of the day, that's yeah. it. That's why the 2DS and the new 2DS XL exist. Kids. Yeah, a way for kids to pick it up and get their parents to buy it without spending the $300 that the console would yeah. only cost. I bet you it'll be $199. We'll keep the regular Switch around at $299. And I bet you there's going to be like a $349 model that's like a, a juiced up like Switch Pro. Or whatever they end up calling it. Okay. Yeah, I, I feel like Switch or Switch Lite. Yeah. So they love using Lite and Pro in their models there. Oh, hang on. And they'll call it the new Nintendo Switch. They'll do it. You know they will because, good yeah, lord, they, will, they can't understand. Like, pro, regular, non... Just, it just doesn't make, it doesn't make any uh, sense to me. doesn't make any sense to me. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, you know, Cash Family, I'm kind of okay with them not having any Android OS at all. Period. Keep that garbage off my Nintendo. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that's kind of where I am with that. And no, that was not a new Coke reference. That was a new Nintendo 3DS reference. If you go to Nintendo.com, they sell the 3DS and the new Nintendo 3DS. Yep. Number so they may be referencing new Coke. I'm not. Sorry, Cam. Mm. I totally ran you over could. you. Um, number seven here. Um, Square Enix. Taking Sony's spot at E3. This one coming as well from GameSpot. I saw um, what you did. Um, Square Enix is holding its own E3 press 2019 presentation. Here's when. By this article on GameSpot by Kevin Nezevic. I'm hoping I'm saying that name right. Sorry for butchering it. Um, with less than two months to go until E3 2019 arrives, many of gaming's biggest publishers have begun detailing their plans for this year's show. Microsoft recently confirmed the date and time of its annual Xbox press conference, and now Square Enix has announced it is holding another live presentation of its own at this year's Expo. Wait, hang on, hang on. Wasn't Square Enix's uh, press conference last year a literal joke? It was like a 30-minute trailer, and that was it? I'm pretty sure it wasn't even 30 minutes. Yeah, why? This is dumb. It, the, the Square it, Enix... Well, let me finish reading, we'll talk yeah. about it. The Square Enix live broadcast is scheduled to take place on Monday, June 10th, at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, the time slot traditionally occupied by Sony's E3 press conference. Sony, of course, won't be using that time slot this year as the company announced back in November that it won't be attending E3 2019, leaving a sizable gap for other publishers to fill. 
The Square Enix live presentation will be broadcast online on the company's website and other social media channels. As for what will be revealed during the broadcast, Square Enix has only hinted that it will focus on, quote, another exciting lineup of titles. Last year, the company showcased Kingdom Hearts 3, Just Cause 4, and even revealed a handful of unannounced games like Babylon's Fall, a new title for, from Bayonetta developer Platinum Games. Um, we need so, to pause yeah. here real quick. Just Cause 4 was an extreme disappointment. I bought that game. Really? I own that game. It is all. It literally came out December last year, right? Yes. December 28th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like February, it was on Game Pass. Yeah. yeah. Wow, I didn't think about that. Yeah, Ooh. that game, I've played it. I literally got maybe an hour in, and I was like, I'm done with this, and deleted it off my Xbox One X. Wow, I was, you were super you I was super high on... You know what? If you're going to buy Just Cause 4, don't go buy Just Cause 3 and all the DLC. Wow. Much better. What did you not like about it? About everything. Wow, wow, wow. No, it, in all seriousness... Uh, <laughs> what? I, I don't know. Wow, that sucks. I'm sorry, dude. Yeah, look, man, at the end of the day, it was a mixture of the weather effects, how big the map was, everything else going on. It just mm. it doesn't quite feel right. And it was it felt like a waste of sixty bucks. Man, that sucks. I hate that, man. I'm sorry. It's life, right? Yeah. yeah. How many times have we bought a bad video game, guys? Everyone raised their hand. I feel like you playing that segue quite well, depending oh, on who you are. Um, next n news items, number eight and number nine, they're kind of, uh, they go in tandem, and you're going to hear why. Um, some more Anthem updates, oh. and it's not <laughs> looking good for Anthem here. I'm going to read... I've got two different stories here. We'll read them and then we'll talk about them. Uh, the first story got back that's a little bit older. Um, two weeks ago, the actually, the um, Anthem, they had a live stream, the Anthem community, and they really detailed and kind of talked about reassessing what their 90-day plan was for Anthem and some of the content here is. I'm going to read a couple of excerpts here. This is from their um, the Anthem Reddit um, that um, actually... Uh, um, Jesse Anderson, I think, uh, Drokas over there. He's one of the community managers posted up. Um, here is an update from Ben, lead producer, and Chad, head of live services on the Act 1 90-day calendar. Um, hello, everyone. It's been 10 weeks since the early access release of Anthem. While we have been quietly, while we have been quiet publicly, we've been hard at work in the background and we wanted to provide an update on the state of the game. The past 10 weeks. Um, we have learned a lot since the game went live. We have heard a lot of feedback from all of you, and we have been working diligently to improve as many things as we can in the short term. We fixed a lot of bugs and made changes which we believe be begin to point us in the right direction for the future. That being said, we know there's a long way to go before Anthem becomes the game we all want it to be. So where are we at today? Um, they go de detail their latest game update as well. Um, I'm going to skip past that, jump to Act 1 Calendar. This is the calendar that they revealed before the launch of the game, showing them where their content was going. Okay. Um, while we have delivered many of the Act 1 features on time, we are not going to hit all the goals on our Act 1 calendar. We have been prioritizing things like bug fixes, stability, and game flow over the new features of Act 1. We set aside time for this work, but the reality is there are more things to fix and improve than we planned for. While this is the best thing to do for the game, it means some items from the calendar will be delayed. Features being delayed are the mastery system, guilds, 
Legendary Missions Phase 2, Weekly Stronghold Challenges, Leaderboards, some free play events, and the big one, the Cataclysm. We want to make sure everything we add to the game has a purpose and fits with our long-term goals. When we have information to share on the items above, we will do so. Um, Cataclysm. The Cataclysm is an important addition to the game and it's currently a big focus for the team. The Cataclysm will bring, bring new challenges and rewards and pushes the story of Anthem forward. As our work continues, we will share more with you in May. And another big one as well, uh, loot. We have heard your concerns around in-game loot. We agree that our loot and progression systems need to be improved and we are working towards this. When we have more information to share, we will. Um, and then um, communication, um, they basically break down and talk about how they think they've, um, I will a lesson we have learned is we have been talking about things too early. There are so many factors that can cause us to pivot on our plans, whether it's bugs and stability issues, player feedback, or complications with a feature that require us to take more time to deliver it. Our goal is to tell you about new content and features once the work is closer to being done. At the same time, we want to provide more ways to get your feedback and for you to tell us what you think is fun or not fun. To facilitate this, we plan to introduce a player feedback environment, an opportunity to get your feedback before we go live with major features in the short term, in the short term for PC only. That's story one. Before we start talking about this, we're going to go to story mm -hmm. two. This past week, more breaking news broke about um, Anthem that I want to talk about here. Um, this one article is from VG247. We've got um, Sharif Saeed re writing this here. Bioware reassures Anthem fans the game is not being abandoned amid high-profile departures. Um, as Anthem leads move on to other projects within Bioware, those still committed to the Anthem cause are worried that the developer is cutting its losses. Over the past few days, Anthem players noticed that some of the game's most visible leaders have updated their Twitter bios to indicate they're no longer involved with the game. Executive producer Mike Dara and lead producer Mike Gamble have both started working on other Bioware projects. Quote, Dragon Age 4. Um, Anthem game director Jonathan Warner has also recently stepped away, though that has to do with a family emergency with the belief that he'll return to the game after taking some personal time. Dara even tweeted about it, low-key confirming the team is working on Dragon Age 4. It's been reported that Bioware recently rebooted a... In response to this uncertainty, Mike Gamble tweeted that the, quote, studio support and commitment to Anthem has not changed. Gantham inter Gamble in turn referred fans to the Twitter profiles for Ben Irving and Chad Robertson, both of whom work at Bioware Austin, the studio which has seemingly now taken over post-launch support. Um, this news so comes at a time me, when community sorry. morale has reached an all-time low after Bioware delayed the game's roadmap delayed the game's roadmap indefinitely as it continues to work on bugs and other core problems. Now you may take it away because I gotta get it. So no, what you're telling me is, in all honesty, don't buy this game. If you yeah. haven't, if you've already bought it, we're sorry. If you haven't bought it, don't buy it. Wait till it's in the five dollar bin at Walmart. And it, it, it's, and I don't even say that like it. And I'm not trying to be like no, overly. No, no, no. no, let me finish because I'm not trying to be overly negative, but at the same time, like. I'm sorry, you and I have both played this game. I like the idea behind it, but bro, I I cannot in good conscience ever play this game again. It it's pity manning off you like I, I I enjoy the game. I have the game, I have I pop in from time to time. I'm one hundred percent agreement with Will. Like people ask me, Do you recommend Anthem? I say I can't right now. Like there 
there are too many bugs there are too many issues to fix it has its moments of being fun but it really doesn't a lot of stuff and again I just say refer to the Jason Trier Kotaku article for more information on what happened with that development of that game it really all the trouble that they had in the development has really put it in a hole yeah um to the fact that you know that that whole 90 day roadmap which we saw before we launched like oh this is really cool they've got a game plan going on that's gone yeah. we were expecting the cataclysm this month in may now we might just get to hear about it a little bit we have no idea when that's coming on they have no one of the big problems that i know a lot of the anthem community is kind of arguing about and really want fixed is loot um they want some path forward on fixing the loot and they're being told like there's no plan like there's no timetable on when the loot's going to get fixed which i don't blame anthem for saying because they got to get the loot right if they mess it up again it's it's done it's over for the game but like the fact that especially for even your most ardent fans that have been here since launch and are still playing the game like to hear like we don't have any plans for loot we'll t let you know when we have more you have no idea when that's going to be heard like three months six months a year you don't know um <laughs> cash family is being brutal right now put it in a hole just like atari zt oh man oh <laughs> um, and he says hey maybe it will come like no man's sky in a year and it will be good like my timetable initially i was thinking give it till the end of the year and see how the game is like after reading a lot of these articles i had to say like wait until next year wait until 2020 then i can give you just come listen to me i'll give you guys the update on if it has improved or not here's the problem when 2020 rolls around it then has to deal with whatever the next destiny is going to be whatever the next any other looter shooter is going to be and on top of that the the mac daddy of them all borderlands 3 yeah but it, it, that's its own fault would you not agree Oh no, this is entirely the fault of the studio behind Anthem. Yeah. Because they took five years to theorize about a game instead of actually work on it. And it just... I I, I feel bad for the developers because I understand that the game is having troubles. I, I felt bad and I heard that during the live stream, basically all people were doing was just harassing the developers and just spamming loot, 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 loot in the chat. Um... And, it, and, and all other I, I sorts mean, of stuff. And like, I, I felt really bad for the devs. Here's the problem. You made a looter shooter and you forgot the loot. I'm not trying to poop on the, the guys at Bioware. Because the ones in Austin are the people who have been supporting the MMO for the last how many years? And now it looks like they've basically been... Tasked with like, fixing... Oh, I'm sorry. The B team, according to Bioware uh, Edmonton, is now stuck fixing the A team's mistakes. It's and that's A team, B team, and all of that. That's from Bioware, not from us. And so it's just, it really sucks. It's really unfortunate. I know that if you if you are still um, want to know a lot more about the Anthem news, definitely again follow one of our friends of the show, Will, um, from Your Anthem. He's still continuing to give coverage on that game and um, a lot of good insight. Uh, being very, I just I think my big thing is that you cannot like the game, but you don't have to give. You don't have to burn the village down and like give the developers hell when they're working ardently to try and do right. what they can. Instead, so. just don't support it. Move on to the next game because there's plenty of games out there. Yeah. And, um, and there are uh, plenty of games will be. I mean, this is, even for me, this is definitely like I pop in from time to time and then I see and then I come back. Cash Family, I see that you did that, but I don't think we need to insult these developers by comparing them to Windows Vista's support team. 
Oh, God. <laughs> Cash uh, in chat. Okay, how is this the norm and not the exception now? Cam, think back to the conversation yesterday. How many class AAA titles come out broken? It's like the Microsoft Vista team has taken over all AAA titles. Man, don't. Oh, I remember Vista. We had to deal with Vista. God, I don't want to think about it. I remember that product launch. Cam and I were there. Oh, my God. Yeah, CompUSA. Uh, uh, and the long, long ago. So the before times. Before times. But... But you're right. I, I like there are a lot of there's a bunch of AAA games that come out, bro. I like this. I honestly feel, and I again, I have my fun playing the game. But like this, it really feels like this was one of the most broken games that came out. Um, that, I can in, think in of recent, a couple that were memory. as broken. Let's go ahead and start with Destiny Two. Destiny 2 was broken until Forsaken. I mean, yeah, not broken but, like this, though. But I, I, yeah, I feel like there were more gameplay feature stuff, and it was very barren. Like, Anthem had, like, a lot of technical problems at launch. You heard me rant, like, I can't... The game crashes, you it freezes heard, on me. Dude, yes. You had to upgrade your rig just to be able to play the game. <laughs> it was like, oh, my God. And it just... You know, I, I, I still have it. I pop in maybe when a patch comes in and there's new features, but it... You know, I'm not sitting there ardently jumping on the bandwagon whenever, um, and playing it every night. Like, I can't. I, like you said, there are too many other great games to play. And I just can't. I will say good on uh, Will over your anthem because he's stayed positive the whole time and he's been stressing positivity. Don't crap on the developers, guys, because a lot of the people who are having to support this game right now did not make this problem. They're having to clean up the problem of their supposed A-team in Edmonton, and now it's the the B team, and I'm keep referencing that because that's a Bioware internal problem. And it, and even there was an article I read about Anthem as well. It started getting so bad that um, people have people started having matchmaking problems. So I tried playing uh, like last week or the week before, and I went. I, they released another patch, and so they updated the um, like tier levels for uh, Grandmaster Two and Grandmaster Three difficulty. Um, I tried going into Grandmaster two and three, and I couldn't even get a full party for yeah. a lot a lot of different reasons. Number one, the player count is slowly starting to drop until they see changes. But number two, it makes no sense to grind on the higher difficulty levels when you're not getting the reward for them, and you can just as easily grind on Grandmaster one and get all the loot and stuff. And it just it. So many design decisions. It just it's it's very Anthem is very painful for me because I really like that game and I think I I really want to love that game, but it's a lot of the decisions are getting in its own way from making me love that game even more. And I don't I honestly don't know where this game is going to drop. And it, like it very well could be the 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 hidden blemish on Bioware's otherwise hidden solid. I say hidden. I say the the blemish on Bioware's otherwise stellar record of games uh, I think their management should be the blemish on that but but yeah but like you think about as we move forward in the future like people are going to look back at Anthem and be like Ugh. remember that Anthem launch Ugh. yeah I mean well again that goes down to <laughs> I mean that really goes down to their management team that's their fault one hundred percent. Don't put this on the people working on the game. This goes entirely one hundred percent on the guys. <laughs> Cash money finally gets it. He finally gets it. You're one hundred percent right. I'm. I'm. I'm the optimist. 
Willis missed 1,000%. 1,000%. No, I may be the curmudgeon, but I have facts behind me. That's all yeah, I'm saying. I have, I have facts, too. I have facts, too. But. No, but I'm just saying, man. Like, yo, no, this is not cool. I'm not okay with this. <laughs> they can definitely... Uh, but I, like, I'm all I'm saying is don't get mad at the guys working on the game. Get mad at their management. Because their management are the people who are at fault here. Yeah. Read, read the story. It's a required reading if you haven't had a chance to. Um, I'm 100% on board with you on that one. Um, our final news item, guys, number 10. Um, a fun one here. Going to post in chat. Earthworm Jim game is in development here. This from po Charlie Hall over at Polygon. Um, Earthworm Jim game in development for new Intellivision console. There's a new Earthworm Jim game in development by members of the original team. The title will be exclusive to the new Intellivision console, which is launching in October on October 10th, 2020. Dude, that's gonna suck for them. Because if the new other new if the PS5 and the Xbox console <laughs> launch in 2020, oh they're screwed. Oh man. And then on top of all of that, on top of all of that, Atari's coming back too with the VCS oh, next that's year. Suck for them. So uh, wait, wait, wait. In 2020, we can legit have Xbox, PlayStation, and television, and Atari all coming out. And they're all going to be probably running on AMD. Oh, yeah. AMD, AMD wins. Yeah, we win every time. Um, the original Earthworm Jim launched in 1994 on the Sega Genesis, only to become a critical and commercial success. It was eventually released on other consoles, including the SNES. The 2D run-and-gun side-scroller was followed up by a sequel in 95, as well as a high-definition remake in 2010. Um, development of this new game will be handled by the original team members, including creator Doug Tenapole and Tommy Tallarico, the series composer and sound designer. It no doubt helps that Tallarico is also the CEO and president of Intellivision Entertainment, makers of the upcoming Amico console. Um, I actually, I remember playing this game way back in the day. Yeah, when I, I had it. When, when I was but a youngling back then. Um, oh, shout out, Leo McGray. What's going on, dude? Glad to see you in the stream here. It's been a minute. Hopefully you had fun over, overseas, I think in Germany. Correct me if I'm wrong on that one. Bro, wow. That, that's a good ways away. <laughs> uh, yes, Cash Shimley and Television WTF. I, I, I don't... I, I don't know. Um, But no, uh, Earthworm Jim was cool. I had a lot of fun. It was a fun, cool side-scrolling game. Um, I don't... Not a smart idea to put it exclusively on Intellivision's new console. Especially when we really don't have hard data. Mm -hmm. I mean, I just found out they were coming out with a new console, like, right now. Surprise! Woo yeah, everybody wants to get in the console game now. Um, so, wait, are we about to have another games crash? Uh, sure. I'm just saying, like, we're starting to get real populated again. There's nothing wrong with that, man. Oh, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, you know, I think the PS5 and the Xbox... Whatever well, they're gonna be. crush, they're gonna be big boys on the market. So we'll definitely see what the market spins to. Yeah, yeah, I would actually be more excited about the Atari than the Intellivision, because at least the Atari is you know got more than that. True, hundred percent. Guys, that's it for all the news we've got here. Let's jump into our topics of the show. We've got two of them tonight. Um, you thought this was gonna be a short episode tonight? <laughs> no, it's not. Um, number one, we watched it. We're going to talk about it. Borderlands 3, uh, this past week, we actually got 
the gameplay reveal on May 1st um, for the Borderlands 3 gameplay. Exactly what it plays like, how it plays, what everything looks like. Um, we watched the full hour. Um, wanted to take the time and kind of give our thoughts on Borderlands 3 and the gameplay reveal, but also as well kind of like any other comments like what we're hoping out of Borderlands 3, how do we think it's going to do in the fall after watching this gameplay reveal? Um, you watched more of it than I did, Will. I watched but the 30 minutes leading up to it. It was kind of funny. I watched the entire hour. I watched the post-show, and then I watched the three hours of the stream. Wow. So, yeah. What are, you, what are your thoughts <laughs> on the uh, gameplay my thoughts reveal? Are, give, us some, give us some highlights. With everything going on and everything they were talking about, the gameplay looks smooth. Uh, it looked responsive. The guns were creative and different. I really liked the guns with legs. That was cool. That was, uh, how did that work? You said that you just reload, and it, it's a TDR. So the TDRs, when they when you reload, you throw the gun, and it either becomes a weapon, it becomes a gun with legs now because it used to just explode. Okay. Or okay. now they've got like a Merv gun. So when you reload, it throws a gun and it throws Merv rockets at the enemy. So it's really cool oh, stuff. Oh, that's cool. Okay, yeah. I didn't know that. Um, so a lot of that's changed. They've obviously new Vault Hunters, so that's cool. Okay, okay. Um, they've also shown that Sanctuary is now a literal spaceship, so that's cool. That was pretty cool. And kind of on that premise of going to different worlds, um, you're not going to be... like I told them, one of my most exciting things about the game is that you're not... Pigeonhole just to Pandora. Oh, thank God. Um, you actually have different environments and different locales that you'll be able to go to. Um, what, what what was the one they showed? Um, it was the city one. Crap, I can't remember the name. Um, Meridian. Yeah, there you go. Um, the city, um, the cityscape Meridian. I mean, it is classic Borderlands. The humor was there. It was great in the stream where at the start, in order to help Claptrap out, you had to accept a like a full-on user agreement, user license agreement. Yeah. Like, scroll through and accept it before actually, as part of the story, that was hilarious. I mean, um, well, that's kind of like real life. It's like, oh, hey, So, are you yeah, suggesting no. that in real life we accept, we always have to accept and use the license agreements? I we mean, should do that. Like, one time for a stream... Before people come in, like tell them they're forced to click a end user license agreement. Before I mean, they kind of get a, they kind of get a DM when they join our Discord about what they're allowed to do. So, okay, that's true. That's true. I mean, kinda. No, it, it's a uh, pretty cool. Uh, we saw um, the guns have alternate fire now. Yes, so that we do have alternate fire. Um, sprinting into a slide is now a thing. Mantling's a thing. So welcome to 2019 Shooters. Oh, thanks, Leon. Thank you, sir. Thank you for the sub. Yeah. Happy Sunday to you too, man. Appreciate it. Yep. Um, yeah. So that's pretty cool. I love the variety of powers. So like one of the guys can literally leave like a, uh, a hologram behind and teleport to it. Mm -hmm. So that was the, pretty cool. The, the one we sh we saw we saw Am uh, Amara. We saw Amara, but. In the stream, they actually switched between a couple of them. Okay. So we get to see a couple of different things from the streamers. Um, there were a couple of little bugs, but nothing too like crazy. And what, the funniest one I saw was they went to summon a vehicle, and they were on the main stream for Borderlands, and it literally spawned on them and killed them. Oh, <laughs> really? I didn't see that. Oh. Well, no, no, this is in the three-hour thing. The three-hour block. Yeah, yeah, man, I did not see that. But that was funny as hell. I was like, oh. That's great. That's hey, great. 
Welcome to getting killed by systems. Shit. That is wunderbar. Ha ha. I can speak German too, everybody. No, you um, can. No, that, that's really dope. Uh, are you, how are your, I asked this question in our Discord, and I'm curious what everybody watching and listening and even yourself think like, how, how high or low are you on this game? Because I feel like around myself, there hasn't been too much hype for the game. Oh, I'm, I'm buying the $100 version of the game, but it's got all the DLC. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. wow. No, um, I did it for Borderlands 1, I did it for Borderlands 2. It's just, where am I buying it? And I'm probably going to end up buying it on PlayStation, because that's where all the friends I play Borderlands with are at. Okay. So, mm-hmm. instead of the regular, like, yeah, we're going to play it on PC, we're going to go in and murder the fools, you know. You're you know, not going to let your flowing gold locks fly, flow through the wind of your multiple RGB fans? Actually, <laughs> my fans aren't RGB. You know what I mean. You know what I mean. I know. I have RGB RAM. <laughs> That's what it is. I do too. Uh, it, I'm I'm very interested into the game. Um, re- definitely going to be playing it. Uh, sounds like I might have to get it on PS4 as well. Uh, may double dip and get it on PC though. Mm-hmm. Um, ju- uh, Cash Family. The difference between this and Just Cause is Just Cause we didn't see hardly any gameplay. And there's now literally collective. They had like hundreds of streamers there, and they let them all have three hours in the game and stream to their own channels. So there's thousands of hours now. Yeah. Of video to go over. There's a lot of the official stuff. There's a lot they've shown us. We've only really seen you know Pandora and that, but it's still pretty cool because at this point there's so much of the video and the game looks so polished already. It's not really a uh, like a a, cur- a concern for me on that. They've been working on this for a while. It, um, now, I mean, to be fair, Randy Pitchford is out there being Randy Pitchford, so he's throwing temper tantrums and everything else, and it's hilarious. <laughs> uh, one feature I thought was really cool as well, and welcome to 2019, guys. Um, every player has their own separate loot pool and loot table, so that way you guys aren't fighting for loot anymore. Um, that was, a, I think, a big kind of pressure point for ga- uh, the game in the past. Um, so now, you know, when we play, you're going to get your own loot. Yeah, you see, and I'm gonna get the own loot that I see. Which we don't have to worry about me like screwing you out of loot because uh, I loot ninja and get everything, and you're like, "Where's the guns?" And, and they scale levels, so if you're level 25, you'll see level 25 loot. If I'm level five, I'll see level five loot. That is great. <sighs> Which is horrible because uh, my cousin Chuck and I went back and we were playing Borderlands One on PC. And let me tell you something: it sucks real bad when you know they're higher level than you and they're just getting garbage loot drops. Yeah, yeah, that that always sucked. It was always unfortunate there. Um, hey, CSO, welcome to 2019. Um, oh, man. It's harsh, harsh words by CSO on Twitch chat. Um, uh, CSO, you don't look like a baby. You're a gamer. <laughs> but it, it's so... I, I've, I'm really glad to see Borderlands 3 being received so well so far. I, I, I appreciated yeah. the fact we both did, like, when they, before they even started the reveal, they had the entire game dev team on stage. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of, you don't see that a lot, and it was really nice to see that and see them pop, pop up. Um, it was, it was really, really cool to see, um, there. So, super awesome. Yeah. I'm all about it. Um, what a, what a, what other cool stuff happened in the Borderlands video? Uh, the I like how they, they started off saying, yeah, so we get this nice render image, and they go like, they're talking about it, and I'm like, oh, just kidding, this is actually live gameplay. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and they, there's a like, cute tongue-in-cheek, like, oh. 
Claptrap was funny. The story sounds funny as it as funny as it always has been. Yeah. Um, Claptrap doing the whole like Mission Impossible, like rolling around on the ground and like crawling that had, down. That, 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 the that first was, time I saw that, I was in stitches. Yeah, it was it was great. Uh, um, Borderlands does have a uh, just a, a literal like straight like lock on on my funny bone. I will say that. Do you think this will take back the? Uh, con- this game will take back control of the loot shooter genre that it kind of started back in the first game away from Destiny and Anthem and The Division and games like that? Or do you think it has a it has its own place within those four? My bet is it does take over that uh, that market again. You think, okay, you think you know, so? It's, it's the grandpappy coming back in and saying, kids, get down. No, I, I hope that it really doesn't, though, because I do like diversity in the environment. I think The Division will be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got a strong sense where it's at. They did delay the raid, but I mean, whatever. Not really too big of a deal. And yeah. the only thing it, that I have an issue with right now, and this will probably start a camera at, is the way the community is responding to the Epic Game Store ex- exclusivity on PC for like six months. People you know, are losing their garbage. Do, do we want to start that? Topic? Do we want to go ahead and jump Yeah, because uh, <laughs> that that's going to actually dovetail into the next okay. thing quite build, well. Build, 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 your, build your rant. There are going to be a lot of rants for this um, other section, but uh, <laughs> let us know, guys, what you think of Borderlands 3 if you're excited for it. Um, let us know. Hit us up in Discord and Twitter and all of our social media platforms. Um, but let's jump to topic number two. This will encourage many, many rants from <laughs> us on the table here. Um, Epic Games and Psionics. This was probably the biggest news from last week um i'm gonna read this story from um nathan grayson over at kotaku and then we're gonna have a real frank discussion you know i'm sure there's gonna be disagreements but as we talked about cash family knows the other day we can have disagreements and still love video games and love each other yeah um epic acquires rocket league developer psionics um, on the spending spree to end all spending sprees and apparently unable to buy the concepts of cars in soccer wholesale, Epic has settled for acquiring Psionics, the developer of acclaimed car soccer game Rocket League. Epic announced its latest purchase in a press release Wednesday afternoon. The acquisition will officially be complete at the end of May or early June, and Psionics will, quote, continue to bring the full Rocket League experience across all platforms to all current and new players all over the world, end quote. This will, however, mean some changes for the Steam version of the game. On PC, Rocket League will come to the Epic Game Store in, quote, late 2019. Until then, it will remain on sale on Steam, and after that point, it'll still be supported on Steam. Epic has yet to say whether or not Rocket League will remain on Steam after that, but given Epic's recent exclusivity moves, my money is on no. In a blog post, Psionic said that it expects things for Rocket League to continue chugging along pretty much as normal with, quote, frequent updates that have new features, new content, and new ways to play the game. Still planned. Epic, Psionics believes, will give the game and its esports ecosystem a hard-charging boost. Quote, in the long term, we expect to bring Rocket League to the Epic Game Store and to leverage our new relationship to grow the game in ways we couldn't do on our own before, wrote Psionics. Quote, we believe that bringing Rocket League to new audiences with more support is a win for everybody. End quote. Will. Yes. What are your thoughts on this? In this whole Epic Games 
general debacle issue. thing in general. Please give your words because I'm going to formulate, try and formulate so I can hear words for me. Go ahead. All right. So, in all honesty, um, let's start with what the Cash family says. It, he literally asked, what is the difference in that and limited console exclusivity? There is literally zero difference except for one key factor. On a PC, instead of having to buy another hardware box to play it on, you literally go to a website and download a free program, make an account, and download the game. Instead of going to the other program that is also free and making an account and downloading the game. There is literally zero barrier preventing you from getting this game day one. My issue with all of this <laughs> is that people are literally losing their mind that they can't have all their games in one client. That is the literal crux of this problem. And it's driving me absolutely nuts because by doing that, A, you're not giving more money to the developers. B, you're being a whiny little crybaby to quote CSL. And C, at the end of the day... I really want nothing to do with someone who's going to simply whine about a game not being in the same client as anything else out there. Like, 100%, are you that petty that you can't move your mouse three pixels to the right and click? Seriously. What is wrong? I cannot get over this. This infuriates me to no end. I have people I work with who are literally saying they will never buy any game on this store and they're not going to buy this game, uh, Borderlands 3, when it comes to Steam in spite of Epic. I'm like, literally, six month timed exclusivity and you're not going to buy a game over this. You know what? Please, go buy a Nintendo GameCube and live back in the glory days. <laughs> Woo! Some, some words from Will here. Oh, yeah, and Stig, you're right. Epic did say they would stop paying for exclusivity if uh, Steam dropped their commission down to 7%. Or whatever. It, they it would drop it theirs. to whatever it, whatever matched um, Epic Games. I think it's 12%. It's 7 if they're using Unreal. It's 7, yeah. Um, then they said that they would do that. Um. <clears throat> hey, hey, hey. No, no whoa, Alabama whoa. jokes here. Let's. let's... I, I'm sorry. The city we're in right now has more PhDs per capita than the rest oh, of the drop, planet. Drop the I do not want to have your drop the knowledge right here. What? What, guys, family? What are you gonna do? What are you, what are you gonna do? Are you literally like hyping against a dude on the internet right yeah, now? Yeah, I am. Because I, <laughs> I love guys, family. Love you, dude. Um, <laughs> you know, I really hope you have to do that table dance now. <laughs> I'm sure he is too. Yeah. Um, it. <clears throat> It's, 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 wait, it's, wait, hang on. How is it a better client for the consumer stig? I mean, really, what makes a difference? They have other features that I don't use. I literally go in there and I download a game and I click play. <laughs> I don't use their social features. Their trading cards are absolute garbage and a waste of code. And they haven't updated the client or changed the actual stream or streamlined the interface in the last what feels like 15 years. It's literally a garbage thing that spits out games at me. I would rather buy through Uplay or EA Origin than support Steam at this point. It... <laughs> uh, oh, household income is different than actually being intelligent. Let's go ahead and put that out there. It this this whole story, like the whole 
I'm, I, a lot of points I agree with you, Will. I don't understand the... I under, I can understand disappointment with some of the Epic making the moves because, I've, because we've seen it in the console space. When... Uh, let me think of some examples. When the original Tomb Raider reboot back in 2013 came out multi-platform yeah. and then... The when Rise of the Tomb Raider came out, it was an exclusive to Xbox for a year. Okay, and they didn't even tell it the year. And I remember people were upset about, oh, this didn't make any sense. It was multi-platform the first time. Why is it, you know, why is it exclusive the other time? And it, you know, in that particular instance, it was Xbox and Microsoft saying, hey, it basically money exchanging. It's a business. Hey, we're gonna give you money on the back end. We're gonna, or whether it's to help develop the game or help push the game or whatnot, or we're gonna keep give you money so you can keep it exclusive on the Xbox platform. Um, and actually, you know, for good or ill, talking about that, if you remember that year, that didn't really work out for them all that well, because no. that was the same year that they released Rise of the Tomb Raider at on the same day as Fallout Four. Yeah, now that was, got, that was a publishing mistake, and not a game developer. They mistake. got clobbered. Um, people like did I think Rise of the Tomb Raider did not even hit the charts that month, mm-hmm. and in the fact mm-hmm. that it was exclusive mm-hmm. to Xbox only didn't help it at all. But I, I guess my problem is just the big like the the big the big pressure point that a lot of people that have brought said about Steam is like well Steam has a lot more. Steam has way more features and a lot more feature rich stuff, and I I've said it on the show before. I don't necessarily have a problem with Steam. It's the PC market store. My problem, the issue, the point I have with Steam and the issue I have with Steam is that they have sat and taken money, which your business, they could do that, but I feel like they really haven't done anything to update their store per se, like in any sort of way. I think it, feel, it feels kind of cluttered when I go in there. Um, that there's the whole review bombing thing, which they just recently started trying to implement fixes for, and it still doesn't work. Um, there was the um, the uh, as Epic Games bring in here the argument about like the seventy thirty split, and does that um, Epic coming in saying, hey, we want to give more to developers, so we're going to make an eighty eight split, um, to kind of help developers out, um. It is. I, I think it's it's a thing that we see with a lot of monopolies. Is when you're on top, why do you need to change? Why do you, like Steam's on top? They got ninety something percent of the market share. Why do they have to do anything different? We can keep saying we could basically use our power and our clout to go around and say, hey, guess what? We're the biggest marketplace in the store. It's a seven thirty split. You don't want to give us that thirty percent? Deal with it. You know, hey. go 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 try and sell your game on Ubisoft's Uplay or EA Origin. <laughs> I kind of wish know. Ubisoft would stop putting their games in Steam and only sell them through Uplay. Really? Yeah. Well, they would get more money. 30% more. Uh, you know, if you go based Just, on that. I thought they didn't. Do they still sell them in Steam? Have I don't think some of the newer games have been in Steam. Uh, no Origins is in Steam. Is uh, as Odyssey, though. Uh, we can find out. Yeah, right double check now. that real quick. Well, well, while I get on the Mikey mic, um, but that, I, that's my big problem with this whole debacle. Is I think Steam needs competition. Steam needs Steam needs somebody to push them to make deals because I I think my opinion that 
having that competition helps helps each company get better and in turn helps gives us more stuff. Um, look at the console market. When the PS2 was the top dog on town and the Xbox was like, ah, we're trying to enter the market. The Xbox in that next generation, the PS3 was so bold. And so, you know, it's the PS3, it's $599. You're gonna need two jobs to get this console. We've got this custom cell processor that's gonna make games look so much better and so more powerful that ended up all that crap and then them biting were horrible PR mistakes. They telling a consumer that you have to get two jobs to buy in console is not the best strategy to go towards. Yeah, Odyssey's in there. Odyssey, okay. Odyssey's in there. Um, Actually, all their stuff's in there. And Microsoft came back with Xbox 360 and the advent of Xbox Live. That's really when it started really taking off. And having all these services and features that came through that really elevated it up. Um, that they kept changing and iterating on to where Xbox was definitely took the lead on that console console race in that generation very well to the end. Um, and, you know, yeah, PlayStation caught up with it at the very last minute, but still, uh, PlayStation had to do a lot of soul searching. You know, this is also the time when um, the, play, the huge PlayStation Network outage, I think of 2011... Like that. Um, oh jesus cash money um and but then because of that again going to that next generation now we're back in the tables kind of flipped a little bit microsoft's coming out saying we got the xbox one it's 499 if you if you can't afford this we've got another great console for you it's the xbox 360 and like, don matrick what are you doing Don Matrick almost killed the Xbox brand. TV, TV shows, entertainment games, TV, TV, all this entertainment stuff. And then PlayStation 4 just comes out on stage and says, hey, it's $3.99. Here's how you trade games. Oh, thanks. Boom. That destroyed. That literally destroyed the Xbox. And my and PlayStation now almost at 100 million consoles sold in this generation. And Microsoft's like, how can we push the button to reset this generation as fast as possible? Um, yeah. Which it is. But again, that competition, if it weren't for that competition, we wouldn't have got consoles like the 360. Some of the features like Xbox Live. We wouldn't have got the PS4 and what it is now. Um, we wouldn't have got the Xbox One X or the S. I do have to say, though, I actually prefer the PS3's user interface over the PS4's. I did like the cross media bar. Cool. I, I think the XMB is better. Yeah, I agree with that. Go back. But, like, I, we, we, we are getting xCloud and Game Pass and all these awesome, cool services and features and functionalities and hardware and stuff because of this competition. Because, honestly and truly, if Xbox never jumps into the marketplace and it's just Nintendo, no offense to Nintendo, because I love Nintendo... Like, what's the drive PlayStation looks like? What's the drive to really change or innovate? Here's your console. It's $5.99. What, are you going to go to competition? No, because we got the best in town and we got the exclusive and stuff. And so having that competition really helps push each other. And, I mean, for if, if anything, that's what I'm excited about is to see Epic Games push the envelope and push Steam into getting, like, let's be competitive. Because when they're competitive, we get, we can reap the benefits of that. True. Um, and, and, and like in the end, it doesn't. It makes no. 
and maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just us. I don't know, but it mm. makes no difference to me. I got I, I got enough crap on my hard drive. I can get like a t- four terabyte drive for all of like ten bucks. I got UPlay. I got Origin. I got. Um, I've got like nine clients on on my thing. I got if you Steam. Include... I got Epic Game Store. No, Twitch sells games. Uh, what was it? Discord sells games because you got Nitro and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've got you play everything else. Look, I don't care where the game's from. I'm just looking to buy the game so I can play it. And I, I would mean, rather have just a quality interface or more money to the developers so they can work on the next good game. And I, I appreciate the fact that I don't even have to buy multiple consoles if I want to play with these storefronts. I just have to go download a client. And I. It, but uh, it, it, all this being said, in my rant, I understand what people are. I understand where the other side of the fence is coming from. The fact that they do want these features because some of those features are important that are not in Epic yet. Cloud saves. Um, That's actually the only feature I may give half of a care about. There's, I think there's a cross-platform thing feature that hasn't come out yet. There's a whole list, but I do appreciate the fact that Epic has a list they have a trello board that you can go to right now that is fully open to anybody that shows their path for what they expect their client to be, get improvements <laughs> when and where oh my god um, this is hilarious hashtag phd town math because <laughs> we're talking about your ten dollar kerfuffle instead of a hundred Actually, Stig as well. Another point in favor of Steam is game discovery. Do the like I I do appreciate anyway, like the we but we have things like reset era. We've got places out there like Kotaku and all this other stuff and the other outlets. You've got Twitch, which is arguably better for game discovery because you'll have people actually playing the game. I'm just saying, like, eh, I don't know. I but, really don't. But but the cool thing about like being in the storefront and seeing like, oh, based on what you've played, here are some. I don't like other recommendations. I don't want to look at that. I know what I want. I don't trust a computer to tell me what I want. Because half of the time they're pushing it because of algorithms and ads. Don't care. Get that shit out of my face. And that's, that's a good point too. I, I, I'm okay with it. because, it, But I think that all those features and stuff, it takes time. And like for these people saying burn Epic Store to the down or burn Epic Store to the ground because of exclusivity stuff like that. You know, it... Maybe a controversial decision, but coming from me, my personal opinion is that exclusivities is part of that competition and competitive stuff, especially when it's things like they own the property in those extreme cases or they, you know, don't let's not forget all this, you know, everybody wants to put on their pro gamer like, oh, these guys are for the gamer. We're going to, we're going to jump in their camp. It's a business, all of its business. PlayStation, Sony, Microsoft, Nintendo, Steam, Valve, Discord. I don't care who you pick. They want your money. That's what they want at the end of the day. Not saying that they necessarily are doing it in a malicious way, but in order for them to succeed, they have to get your money in some form or fashion. And the smart businesses listen to what the consumers are wanting and what the consumers are trying, you know, what not only what consumers are wanting and trying to figure out game plans around that. Epic Games knows that Borderlands is a big draw. People have been waiting this game for years. So their response is, hey, let's pay Borderland, or, um, 2K Games a deal and we'll get Borderlands exclusive, exclusively to the Epic Games Store for a small window of time. 
six months because six months I, th- I always keep thinking it's a year but it's really just six months from the game's release um, in that in, in that competitive market there um, uh, I'm, trying, and to, I'm it, trying to find the Twitter uh, stuff anyway. we're talking about but it, it's I, that's my big thing is I want it all about competition because I, I truly believe if if Steam, Steam doesn't have that competition, then it's going to keep doing what it's going to do. And I also understand that like there's so many other facets. There's the developer conversation about, look, Epic Games is providing more money to the developers. Does that mean that we're going to get cheaper games? Maybe possibly, but not likely. I think that, again, going back to that business sense... If the developers are getting more money per sale and they know that consumers are going to pay 60 bucks for AAA games, why change the price? Why? Um, you know, Metro Exodus was, I think, like a, a weird anomaly because they dry, it was $10 less on Epic Game Store, but they made more money off of it. Um, it, it it's... it's Freaking lost my point. Uh, <laughs> lost my train of thought. Damn it! Um, but... It doesn't matter with this, this Epic Game Store and whatnot, like this ex- exclusivity stuff. It doesn't matter. It doesn't mean much to me. Big reason I'm, I'm a, I've been a console gamer my ma- whole life. I've had to deal with oh, do I want to play that PlayStation game? Guess what? I got to get whatever PlayStation console um, because Sony's first party studios made it. Do I want to play that Xbox title? Do I want to play Halo? Do I want to play Gears of War? Guess what? I got to go get that Xbox game. Yep. Um, and you know, and, and funny enough, Xbox. Is taking a different strategy in how they're doing their first party games by also allowing them doing the cross buy on PC as well. Well, and apparently not all of them are going to be cross buy because apparently um, the Master Chief Collection is going to be available on PC, but you're going to have to buy it again even if you already own it on Xbox, which and is. Thank oh, you, the Discovery Q stick calls it, but go ahead. I'm yeah. sorry. Eh, I don't know, man. I would rather rely on others um, like you, Seth. And, uh, you know, like, I found a lot of the indie games I love through my friends, not because of an algorithm. From people saying, oh, man, that game looks really cool. I want to look into that. And they were like, oh, man, it is really cool. Hey, Will, you should look at Celeste. Oh, my God, yes. That is where I want my game discovery to come from. People I know, people I trust, not a cold, heartless computer program. I'm afraid I can't do that, Will. (laughs) (laughs) The machines have taken over. Time to go, everybody. (laughs) But uh, I think... I think that what what bothers me is that the very <laughs> vocal minority that's online coming out and saying, you know, oh my god, Epic Games is ruining gaming with this exclusivity deal. Everybody get a grip. Exclusive deals have been going on since the dawn of gaming deals, and not even from a gaming standpoint. Exclusivities are what's are, that's their way of trying to drive you towards certain platforms because again, business. And it whether you think it, it's all money based, whether it's hey we paid to get them on our platform, or in cases like Street Fighter Five, which is exclusive to PlayStation Four from a console perspective, because guess what, Sony foot the bill on some of the development of the game. Yeah, and since they've got a stake in it, they have a little bit of play in directing where that game goes. You know, are some people mad that are on Xbox that didn't get to play Street Fighter Five? Maybe not because I heard the game didn't do all that well. But <laughs> it's... Well, yeah, and I mean, at the end of the day, let's be 100% honest. Like, you know, hey, wait. Actually, let's go back a bit um, before we go down that road. Mm-hmm. 
Do you remember the movie game tie-ins that used to happen back in the day? Who <sighs> <You> forget? <laughs> a lot of them were real garbage, like real garbage. We're talking like Superman sixty-four garbage. But a lot of that was happening on specific platforms, based off of who could get the best deal. Superman sixty-four is a real bad example, but you get my point. And, and, and Cash Family brings up a spirit, especially for the vocal minority, brings up a good point in chat. If you don't bitch about Mario, you can't bitch about Borderlands three for six months. That's actually a legit point. Like, hey, oh wait, <laughs> hang on. We were in actually a uh, Twitter discussion um, with Pinball and Zirables, friend of the show. Um, he was like the Hollywood antitrust case of nineteen forty-eight. Decided that movie studios couldn't grant exclusives to theaters they own. So why? Why can Netflix and Amazon produce content exclusive to their platform? What about Valve, Epic? Seems like some a same antitrust practices. My response was, but then Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo would be in a similar situation. Well, the, and the, I, I mean, this okay. is kind of a sim like. <laughs> hey, hey, look! I brought up one of the few things that's worse than Windows Vista, <laughs> on purpose. <laughs> good, 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 good on. Superman 64. But go ahead. Sorry. No, I mean, and it goes into a, a pretty long discussion on here, but like at the end of the day, PBU's got points. But at the same time, that was also decided on the movie industry stuff. Could you imagine if Sony had to put Days Gone or even crazier, what whatever the hell Hideo Kojima spits out next God. on Xbox? Well, and, and the, the other big thing on that, and kind of piggybacking off your point, is that Gaming, the gaming industry itself is not as regulated. No, it's not. If at all, as opposed to music, the music and, and movies. movies. Like, I think the the most we could call regulation is the ESRB rating system. And that is kind of a general idea that you only submit to because you want your stuff on store shelves. You don't actually have to submit to it. That's true. You, you just then won't get sold it's, it's in more, any physical it's brick not, and mortar It's store. not a rule. It's more of guidelines. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to be fair, that's like the comic ratings board back in the day that Stanley said, shove it, I'm not submitting to you anymore. Yeah, yeah and, and, <laughs> I mean, and that went away real quick after that. And that's probably one of the big things with Pinball and Desirables, but that, it's, that's a really great discussion to have because it, it could also be different because... I don't know. I'd have to think and maybe research on that one because I think the big one for his point is gaming doesn't have the regulation that movies and music and other stuff does. No. And I would, I will put money on the table. Cash family, you're listening here. I will table dance on this table. <laughs> I promise you, if anybody even remotely started talking about regulation in the gaming industry, gamers would riot in the streets. I swear. I, because they don't want that, and yet, and, and yet they don't. But at the same time, they talk about getting developers to unionize. It's, <laughs> ah, it's it's all these different lanes and holes and stuff. It's it's complicated and stuff. But it, you know, uh, the whole game. Oh, cool! Oh, that's really cool, Cash. I did not know that. That's super cool. Um, but it, it like. That, that's what I'm saying. Like it, I think that's one of the big reasons there. But I don't. My point. I don't understand the vitriol that Epic is getting because they're trying to make a competitive space for a for a <clears throat> a storefront that has legitimately been around for not even six months. 
No. And going up against the juggernaut that has been around for years and years, it's like freaking telling um, telling the Mon Pod General Store to go against Walmart Super Centers. Like how they have to figure out a way to do that. If that means that Mon Pa has to go and get, hey, we've got the latest Elmo doll in our general store exclusive to our store. <laughs> hey, did you just say Elmo doll? Yes, because that's the be that's the best correlation I can give. Like you can only buy these Elmo dolls at our stores here for the holiday season. People are going to go over there to Elmo doll, and it invites that com competition that maybe people come in, grab the Elmo doll, and say, "Let me look around." Oh, this is kind of cool. Like, it's a way for people to get people in the door. I read articles as well and listened to podcasts. They talked about how um, Fortnite, which is now, especially on PC, it's exclusive to the Epic Game Store. If you want to play Fortnite, remember the biggest game right now that is out that people are playing. If you want to get Fortnite, you have to get download the Epic Game Store. And apparently from what they've seen, half of over... I think it's like 90-something, 90 95 million registered Fortnite players on PC. Over half of them have never had Steam installed on their system. I believe that. So that's, think about it, that's 45 million approximate people that have never had Steam on their system. And so Epic is looking at that like, this is ripe to get these people that are not even on Steam, have not been involved on Steam, into the fold on the Epic Game Store. And even in, in Tim Sweeney's um, article, I think one of the articles we read a couple of weeks back, he has talked about the fact that, you know, the being very frank, like the exclusives are a way for them to be competitive in the market. Once they feel like once they can catch up with the um, services and stuff like that, they, they're going to start looking at maybe backing off on some of those exclusive deals. And so I, I just... it. I have no problem with Epic doing this. I think that it's a way... I think it, it makes Steam competitive. And not that I don't hate Steam, but I want them to be competitive. I want them to be hungry. You can see it in examples from Sony and, Sony and Microsoft, from Nintendo, let's not forget the Wii U days, when they're hungry, when they're, when they're not thriving, when people aren't buying their product, and they're a smart business, they make... Sometimes risky, sometimes innovative, sometimes crazy decisions that usually more often than not end up being in the favor of gamers. The PS4, Game Pass, xCloud, the Xbox One X, the Nintendo Switch. The One S even. With a four, the only console with a 4K Blu-ray player. Somehow the PS4 Pro doesn't even have one of those. Yeah, didn't, uh, don't, don't get me started on that. It's that I, I think that's my point is that it's that's what I want that's what I want to see is I want to see Epic make Steam blink and make Steam have to make moves. I would love a redesign of their store. That's my one big gripe with Steam. I would love some management stuff to make things easier to access and see and do and stuff on Steam and a whole lot more. But I think that that's not going to happen until Steam gets some competition. Hundred percent. Oh, yeah, no. I would actually be okay if Microsoft took the competition to them and made them, you know, struggle and just started doing all the Xbox games available on uh, PC through Microsoft Store. It, 
it, it's my and then Stig brings up a point like I still think uh, Stig says in chat I still think gamers have a reason to be irate I don't think it's totally irrational if a gamer if a developer basically requires you to use a service you believe to be inferior why not be angry I I you can be I guess you're right you don't have you have a right to be angry um, you have a right to that thought and that opinion I don't think me personally it's it's probably the big deal. It's not a big deal for me to go and click another icon on my desktop because it's 2019 and everything's digitized. And, and it's not like you're going to use voice chat through them anyway when you have Discord. Why Why does it? Yes, Steam's voice client. How well did that go? Um, how else would they have that number Fortnite with Steam? Yeah, and it's, like I said, Stig, yeah, Stig has no problems in chat. He says he has no problems with Epic. And I, and like I said, I get the feature set. And I get, if it's something that, hey, I'm not going on Epic Game Store because their feature set is not the same as Steam. Yeah. I'm going to, maybe I'll come back. I'll take a look at it maybe in a couple of months or a year, see if they've improved or not. I get that. I'm yeah. talking about like, Epic sucks. Epic, you know, the, basically the... The people that crap on it for no good reason. That's my problem. Those are that small pool is my problem with people's like Epic sucks. Burn Epic to the fucking ground. I'm never gonna play on Epic ever fucking again. I can't believe that. I'm like, take a chill pill, sir. It's not that big a deal. You know what? We should find those people and cut their internet connections. <laughs> oh man, yeah. See how you live without the internet in 2019. <laughs> Feel about that? Just for lulls. It's like, oh man, you want to shit on things? All right, cool. Hang on. <laughs> Now rated R by the ESRB. <laughs> rated M for mature. Yeah, I was going to say, hang on. <laughs> it's, it, it's about, it's not about money, it's about sending a message. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, at the end of the day, I would rather buy it from the developer themselves and launch it from whatever service the developer chooses to use. If that means I go to Ubisoft and I buy my Ubisoft game from them, or I go to CSL and I was like, CSL, can I have you hand you twenty bucks and you email me your game? I don't care. However, you want to get it to me. Twenty the point bucks, is, little man. Put, put that, that shit in, in my hand. hand. <laughs> if you don't, then yo me, yo me, yo, o e o e o that jungle love. <laughs> but I'm sorry. I, sorry. I, I, I had um, to yeah. No. Um, at the end of the day, if CSL wants to sell me a game and he hands it to me on a thumb drive and that's his way way of delivery, cool. If Ubisoft wants to sell me a game and they make me use Uplay, okay, cool. Whatever, man. I don't care. I just want the developer to get all of the money or as much of it as possible. Because at the end of the day, that extra money could mean the difference between them holding off of a Vendi takeover or not. Oh, man. Could you, could you imagine we're in the good timeline where we didn't have Ubisoft to be taken over by Vivendi? What, and become EA Jr.? <laughs> <laughs> Shut yeah, think that was almost a thing. So, yeah, I mean... <laughs> I, I mean... Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, to be fair, we do get the most from Patreon. However... <laughs> well, that's um, why I love, I love that man. It's yeah, you know. Uh, cash family or cash money or whatever you want to be called. Thank you very much. You always make me laugh. Um, but what do you guys think, everybody listening and watching, what do you think about this whole epic shift here on the PC digital storefronts? What are your guys' thoughts? Let us know on social media. Hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Um, let us know on our Discord channel. Um, always love having these conversations with you guys and getting a lot of different perspectives. 
um, and input from you guys each and every night and every time we record. Yeah. Um, but guys, that is it for episode 136 of the Rocket Punch Cast. Um, thank you guys again, as always, so much for joining us this evening. Always greatly appreciated your continued support and everything you're doing for us here. Um, remember, if you are in North Alabama, you need to be at the E3 2019 Rocket Punch Party over at Straight to Ale Brewery. Um, we're getting, I'm getting the Facebook invite right now. I'm going to copy and paste it in there as well. Make sure if you can come to it, come to it. We're making this a huge event. There's a lot more details we're hashing out and talking to some people about what we haven't announced yet. We will be announcing it in that Facebook event, so don't miss out on that on June 9th from 2 to 8 p.m. Um, make sure, again, of course, go to rockpunchgo.com if you want to check all of our content out. If you want to help support the show, you can give us your Twitch Prime sub here on twitch.tv slash rocketpunchlive. You can help support the show and all the content we do, plus get awesome, cool, exclusive stuff over on patreon.com slash rocketpunch. To quote um, Alabamians, if you ain't first, you're last. Not if you're not first, you're last. <laughs> if you ain't first, you're last. That's right. That's 100% right. Get hype. Yes, General Palace, get hype about that event. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, man. I can't wait to meet up with everybody, get some brews, and watch Xbox and see what happens. Yes. Um, it's... Oh, thank you. <laughs> it's not a tumor. I, I feel proud that the Cash family says it's that our Patreon page is not a tumor. So please, yeah. endorsed by Cash family. That should be enough for you to go check it out, guys. Um, well, no. He just said it's not a tumor. He didn't say he endorsed it. And let us in the show. Thank you guys so much <laughs> for um, watching us and listening today. Uh, we'll catch you guys next time. Later.